0: been um before we share um about something in terms of the favor of god that we've been looking at i just want to share something that rose in my heart um during the week as i was praying and ministering to the lord and so i just want to share it because i was just wondering whether it was actually a specific word for someone here that they um the lord was wanting to say something because it was an unusual phrase i was praising the lord and i was just ministering to him and just singing and just, just letting the spirit Praise Him through me and, and glorify Him. And this phrase came, which I was sort of, you know, sometimes you sing something or you say something, and I'm, I'm listening at the same time, thinking that's a bit unusual. It says, God, it's talking, I'm just declaiming, God who brings us, and it says, freedom from the past and freedom from the future. And, you know, even as I was praising and thinking, I'm thinking, that's an unusual phrase, because you know, I, I understand freedom from the past, because often people are bound to things in the past. You know, you pray with people, we, we, we counsel, we help them, we share the word of God to enable them to break free from things in the past, people in, in terms of guilt and condemnation and, and, and things that they've done that you need to, to break the, 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 the connections there so they're no longer holding you. How many know sometimes people are living in the present, but it's a lot of baggage from the past is still in their lives? You know what I mean? That they, um, You know, sometimes you're dealing with someone um, and you, you're not meaning it, but you're dealing with someone from 10 years ago <laughs> to someone different in the, in the present. Have you ever found yourself doing that? You can't, you sort of, you, 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 you're, you're in the present, but someone else's failures have so impacted you, you you're, just in, you're just putting that into this current situation. And um, so you, um, you can't trust this person, not because they're untrustworthy, but because someone else failed your trust. And it's damaged you, and it's scarred you, And it's hurt you and it's impacted you to the point that you're not able to walk free. And I was ministering and thinking, God truly does free us from the past. He does. And one of the things that um, I was drawn to and thinking about this is in Revelation, when it talks about Jesus, it gives this phrase which comes from the Old Testament. It comes from a description of who God is but it talks about Jesus. It talks about God being... Um, uh, Revelation chapter 1, verse 4 says, From him who is, and who was, and who is to come. And then again, verse 8 says, I am Jesus, I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is, who was, and who is to come. And there's an, ast- there's an attribute of God, which is his like, eternal existence, We only live in the now, but God was and is and is to come. There's something where God is above and outside of time. And I can't give you an exact description of how that works because I have, for my whole life, been bound by time. Everything I do and everything I I, I experience works on a timeline. I have a past. I know there's a future, but I'm living right here. I know there's some crazy physics goes on when you get to the speed of light and all sorts of things that they've been able to do. But I'm I'm just even talking way beyond that, that there's something where God created this world. And as part of that, he created this whole concept and understanding of time. And, and God sits in a position where he was and is and is to come. And that gives me an amazing um, ability to, to find freedom because remember it says, What the word of the Lord was is I'm free you from the past and I'll free you from the future. There's only one God who can handle our past and our future effectively, who was and is and is to come. God is not just saying, I can deal with you today. He can actually say, you know what you did in the past, even though it's past to you, it's something I can actually still deal with. And also the future, which is future to you, Don't worry, I can actually confidently speak to it and and give you the protection there. And I began to realize, you know, freedom from the past, yes, I I can understand that. And God can bring me um, forgiveness, cleansing, healing, restoration. He can renew our minds. There's a a, a wonderful scripture, which, you know, um, in 1 Corinthians, which talks about the fact that we have we're brand new creatures in christ everything the old has been taken away and it says behold all things have become new second corinthians and um i actually read to you from chapter 5 verse 17 therefore if any man is in christ he's a new creature the old things have passed away behold new things have come and so there's a we are able to be released and, and freed from the things in the past, no longer walking under condemnation, no one, long, longer the shame and the guilt of what we did, no longer bound in, in our spirits to those things. We can see them broken and cleansed and healed. But I was thinking, Lord, how do we get free from the future? And I, I the, the concept, the thought, I was thinking, you know what? The concern and, and, and the, the pull from what has happened in the past, I can understand that. But what is that in the future, which we need f- to be freed from. And I thought the fear of the future, the worry of what the future is going to do, the concern that the future is going to come for me. <laughs> you know, And the word for that is worry, anxiety. Yeah. Anxiety is letting the f- future control you. You feel that there's, it's inevitable, it's coming, it's unstoppable. It's, it's going to happen. I'm going to miss that alarm. I'm going to be late. I'm going to go to work. If you haven't, haven't watched our offering message, that might not meet, hit you as hard as it's done for us right now. Um, but yeah, that that fear, that concern. And it's, and it's also a fear the future is going to be a repeat of something. Yeah. Have you ever had that? Oh, here it goes again. Uh-oh, it's starting again. Uh-oh. Um, and, and, and and has anyone ever felt it's like it it's it it feels physical like a a cloak come on you a, a, or, or a chill run down the back of you Oh um a, an example would be um and I I've had an injury you know I remember I, I damaged my calf once and I hadn't didn't used to have calf you know I never had problems with the calf and I and um, I was playing basketball just you know it was only a couple of years ago. And and um, it was just you know giving me a bit of a, a twinge, you know, a bit tight. So I went for a run before the game. I don't normally do that, but I went for a run. It's all good. It's all good. All good. And about twenty seconds into the actual game, I was just only half jogging, and it felt like someone went ding on the side of my leg, and something popped, and I could not. You know, I was bang. I was gone. And um, and so you know, it, it really. And, and I've been praying, believing, and. I actually went to a physio, and he had to give me exercises. And then there was a phrase that they said, you know, he said, old man's calves. I don't know whether you ever heard that phrase. It's a, you know, old man. Yeah, Someone's heard that phrase. Yeah, you know, they talk about old man calves, and, and you know, I uh, had a relative that said, oh, old man calves. And it's like, oh, when you get to a certain age, you're just going to expect this. And I'm like, oh, right, well, I'm not an old man, so that doesn't apply to me. Um, I'm not receiving that. I'm not getting an agreement with it. It doesn't work for me. And so, I, you know, hey, it, it, um, I did everything, believed for full recovery and full strength. But in the back of my mind, there is this voice that has been echoed by <laughs> old man's calves, old man's calves. And I, well, I don't receive that. I don't believe that. I don't agree with that. I don't do that. And then you're stepping and I'm doing something and I feel a twinge. And it's like a, the future is prophesying a repeat. Yeah. It's just a twinge, but it's like, no, no, no. You're going to have trouble. You're going to have this. You're not going to be able to run. You're not going to do this. At that moment, my, the future is telling me, you need to worry. You need to be anxious. You need to be fearful of what's going to ha- ahead of you. And it's like, oh, so it's not just a twinge. It's like months and then years. Not being able to play sport, not you <laughs> ahead of me, trying to free from the past and free from the future, free from the past, and I am free from that future because that's not my future, and that's not what I'm. And I say, I don't declare, I don't. no, 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 I don't. That's doesn't apply to me. Hallelujah. That's not. That's not my future. That's not what's in. Ahead of me. But anxiety is when we give we, we give credibility to that future yeah, yeah. and empowerment to it. Yeah. And one of the crazy things is, and sometimes, you know, and, I, and I'm not saying this is every case because sometimes there's good reason to, you know, I'm not saying it's illogical, but it gets to the point that it doesn't even become logical. And sometimes our fears and anxieties become totally illogical. That even in a in a calm moment they don't make sense, but at the time they seem to make plenty of sense. Have there, anyone experienced that? Yeah, yeah. You know, you get a, you get irrational, and it's like, oh, nothing's ever going to happen, right? And um, and um, yeah, it, I, I'm trying to think of it. There's a scripture I think in um, when when they were complaining about when Moses was complaining and murmuring. You, you know, they they used to do some murmuring in the Old Testament. You ever come across that? Praise God that murmuring is only an Old Old Testament um, thing. We've just been delivered from that. Have you ever, have you ever experienced that? Um, it's just that there was no need for that at all. Um, so we can look back at them and laugh and, and say, well, how little was their faith? Um, but there was it was like, they were asking for food, and I think Moses said, Even even if I had all the fish in the ocean, I couldn't feed this crowd. I'm like, Well oh, yes, you could. Multiple times. Kind of mean, but he was like, He just got irrational. Just got a, it got silly. So Moses, you know, got silly about it. Couldn't couldn't even sort of think clearly. Under the pressure. Under the pressure, it's got bigger and worse. So sometimes it gets to the point where our fears go out of control and they're not even rational but 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 then our fears say oh yeah but i'm the rational one you ever heard of that and like, yeah i know other people have irrational fears but my fears are based on reality you know this is you know i've got good hard data for mine and a good hard experience and so when we say don't worry about your fears they're irrational people say yeah that's other people's fears mine are always logical and good well you need to undo your fears and say god has freed me from the past And he has freed me in the future. The future that is trying to come at me and make me fear what's going to come tomorrow. And now the first thing is, if we tell people, just don't worry, that's that's actually a terrible instruction. Don't worry, because it's like, how can you do that? Well, God can tell us, be anxious for nothing. Book of Philippians, it says, be anxious for nothing. Chapter four, verse six: Be anxious for nothing, because it doesn't stop there. It's not full stop. It doesn't say be anxious for nothing. That's a silly instruction when you think about it. Don't worry. Is well, why do I just bury my head in the sand? Because you know, what if I, there's something I could do? What if there's something like some, some, you know, some things I should be doing? I sh- being worried is good. Now it says be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your request be made known to god and the benefit is when i connect with god who was and is and is to come i'm connecting with someone who can truly deal with the future in a way i can't i i can't deal with the future i can only deal with the now I connect with God, but he is not restricted and limited to this time and place that I am. I don't have to be bound by that. And so I don't have to fight the fear of the future by just closing my ears and, you know, no, 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 I'm not listening. Instead, no, no, I just say, I trust you, Lord. In fact, I declare over my body what you have said over my body. And I declare over my body I have health and I have strength and I have... And I praise God, you know, um, I, I have since, you know, played basketball, and I haven't had calf issues. I praise God for that. It's, it's not part of, it hasn't become part of my future. But there were times when that little twinge was like, I'm prophesying, I'm declaring. And I said, well, it doesn't apply to me. But it was not just because I refused it or didn't want it or was gritting my teeth and saying it doesn't apply to me because I don't like it. It was because you know, I, I went to the Word and found out what God said about me and what God had promised me and what God said. You know, because I don't find old man calves in the Bible. <laughs> I do find Psalm 103 it says, He will fill your life with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. And the eagle does not have old man calves. I've, I've studied it extensively. Checked every eagle that I know. Talked to every eagle, and they have no old man calves, so I'm pretty confident on that one. But it's but that future and the past. He fit, he frees me from the past, and he frees me from the future. And I took that and I began to understand: frees me from the pressure of the future, the anxiety that the future would try and bring to me, the fear that the future would try and say. This is your tomorrow. And he says, because I am there, and if you do this with me, but your job, your job is to roll this over onto me and then speak and latch on to what I'm saying now and not worry about the future. Because be anxious only for the really serious things and let God handle the rest. That's not what verse 6 says, even though it's in somebody's own version. Be anxious for nothing, and then I like it. And then it says, finally, verse eight says, or you know, the result of that is verse seven: the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension. It's not natural; it will guard your hearts and your minds. That you get a peace that guards you against that. And it says, finally, brethren, this is what you've got to do: whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence, there's anything worthy of praise. Now, I'm going to read to you this. This is a New American Bible from 1977 translation. Um, this is what it says in my Bible, Let your mind dwell on these things. The reason I point this out is because I've studied this little part quite extensively. to Check this out. Um, it's, not a, it's a terrible translation. Every, all the other translations have fixed this up. Because it's when I say let your mind dwell on these things, it's almost like they're all pushing on you, and you just got to open the door and let them in. All these good thoughts are trying to come on you, just allow them in. That's not my experience. When I'm going through a tough time, all the good thoughts, I've got to go and chase them. (laughs) I don't necessarily sit back and say, come on in. If I am not proactive and making a choice to go and get them, those good thoughts do not just come. So when it says, let your mind dwell, that's not a very good. Um, th- you know, it doesn't match the Greek, it doesn't match what was actually said, and it just doesn't give the right, it gives it a wrong inference. What it says is, if all these things, it says dwell on these things. That's literally what it says. Now that's a choice. Yeah. That's a decision. That's an action. That's something you do. You dwell on these things. Yeah. Yeah. You choose to think about them. You choose to make them the thing that you're meditating on. So you combine those with those two. That Verse 6, don't be anxious. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer, and in the peace of God, and then whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is good repute, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, then think, and not just think, but dwell. Make it a habit and meditate and think about those things. That's our job. And he who is in the future takes care of the future, frees us from the past, praise God, but he frees us from the future, praise God, so that we can live in this time with peace and joy and expectation. Amen. Hallelujah. So I might actually just leave that as my message today, all right? Because i am um, it was a blessing to me, but I just felt that maybe it was more than a blessing to me. It was something prophetic for someone here. Someone who's watching online, um, you need to hear this. He frees you from the past, and he frees you from the future. Hallelujah. Why don't you stand with me? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. He frees you from the past. You can I have the worship team come up from here. Hallelujah. Frees you from the past. Frees you from the future. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He's the only one, he's the only one that sits and straddles those two parts. He God who was, and is, and he is to come. The God who was, and is, and is to come. The great I am, it's built into his very name, his very nature. I am. I am who was, I am who is, I am who is to come. It's a, um, it's just who he is. It's where he exists in terms of his nature and his power. It's very. It, it might be difficult for you to um, to comprehend with your head. But that's good. Don't don't worry about that because we're not meant to try and understand it. We're just meant to. Un, we're meant to acknowledge it. We're meant to receive it. We're meant to get into agreement with it and praise God because of it. But you don't have to have the understanding of how. It, how can that be? Don't get tied up in that. But what you can do is in the now, you can say, thank you, God. Because I have called out for your forgiveness, my past is dealt with. Hallelujah. Free from condemnation. Romans 8, free we are. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. What is a a condemned person? A person who is condemned is someone who has had the guilt proclaimed upon them And the the declaration that you are um, deserving of punishment. Your guilt has been assured and affirmed. And you are deserving of punishment. It says, therefore, there is now no condemnation. No condemning words. No condemnation over your life. You are not living under a, um, a sentence of guilty of sin. It's been dealt with. You say, well, how could that's in the past? God says, who was and is and is to come through the work of Jesus on the cross. I've been able to deal with that. And if you, by your repentance, by your trust in me, put your faith in me and ask me for for that forgiveness, I'm able to bring a cleansing that cleanses all your sins. Hallelujah. But then he also comes to you and says, but I'm with you. And that gives you confidence of moving into the future. If you've been fearful about something in the future, I want you right now to meditate on the fact that God who is with you is the God who is, who was, but is to come. Hallelujah. I want you to begin to meditate right now. I even begin to speak that. Why don't you say that to yourself? God is with me and God God has my future under his hands. God is already in my future. God is in it. He can work it. And all my job is just to roll it to Him in prayer. Do what Peter says, casting all my care upon Him because He cares for me. Throwing it all on Him. Rolling it all on Him. Humbling myself. Casting all my anxiety upon Him because He cares for me. Hallelujah. Because he frees me from my past and he frees me from the future. So now I can speak to the future with authority. My God's got it. My God's got it. My God's got tomorrow. My God's got next year. Oh, my God's got next decade. He's got it. Hallelujah. Because I'm trusting in you today. Because I'm relying upon you today. And our role is to roll it onto him and then to change what we choose to allow to be our meditation. We, not just what we let in, but we are to choose to dwell on these things and on purpose, meditate and think. And you say, oh, how can I do it? Well, one thing you can do, why don't you just take time and spend time meditating on the fact that God is the God who was and is and is to come. Think how great that is. Think how big that is. Think what that means. Think what that... Think how that changes things in your life. Just think about it. Think about the angels who, they said that they're in heaven and and the presence and the glory of God. And it says the angels would, would, would come and they'd say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God, the Almighty. And you know what they said? They said, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and who is and who is to come. That's what they're singing. That's why they're singing in heaven. That's why they're praising Him. They're holy. I, I think it was Ruth, I was talking to someone this week, I think it was like Ruth Heflin or Ruth Carlton, One to Two ladies have had great impact in our lives and as a church. Um, Ruth Heflin is a prophetess who's now with the Lord. Many years ago, she'd come to the church. I think it was from her revelations. She had great revelation about these sorts of things. She used to move in the gifts of the glory of God in a great way. And it was... I think she was the one that was sort of talking about this. The angels, these these angels around the throne, these four living creatures, and it says day and night they do not cease to say, "Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty." And the, and and they were painting this picture of these creatures who would look at God and get a revelation of just His His awesomeness and His amazing holiness. And He was, and he is, and he is to come. It's the the bigness of God, and who he, And they get such a revelation out of their innermost being. They cry, "Holy, holy, holy, is the Lord God Almighty, who was, and he is, and he is to come." And then, no longer, no, no sooner the words come out of their mouth, they look at God, and they get a revelation that was bigger than the last revelation they had. And they're like, "Oh, I don't think I expressed it fully enough. I don't think I gave it enough." Expression, I, you know, I think of David in Psalm 103. You know, I i'm I, I was meditating, thinking, you know, when David wrote that, he said, "Praise the Lord, O my soul, and everything that is within me, praise His holy name." And you know, sometimes we we praise the Lord and we're giving Him a bit, but we're not giving Him everything, if we're be honest. And I thought of David who said, "I everything, I'm not, we're not leaving, a, we're not leaving anything left." And I can see these angels giving him everything. And then God will just go and see me. And they go, oh, actually, we need to do it again because we didn't quite, I didn't quite get the praise out as enough as I. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. And that is, ah, and then God says, well, let's look at me again. They go, oh, I didn't quite get it all. Today and night are just being constantly overwhelmed with the goodness and the glory and the majesty of God and giving expression to that in their praise and then receiving it again and again. So why don't you take some time to meditate and think about God. Holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty and who was and is and is take time just to Make that your meditation and praise. Give him some worship and think about him and think, and then say, you know what, and you're the one I'm trusting in. You know that situation that's coming up? You know what looks like it's leading to? Well, I'm putting it in your hands. I'm not going to worry about that because you who was and is and is to come, I'm putting that in your hands. You can deal with things before they get here. I can't deal with something until it arrives. I can put things in place, but I can't actually deal with it. He can actually move into the future. He can move into the future, and He can deal with it. Who was and is and is to come. Hallelujah. Why don't you just lift your hands? Why don't you even just take those, that phrase on your own lips? Who was and is and is to come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Freedom from the past. And you bring me freedom from the future. Because you, Lord, our almighty God, who was and is and is to come. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah.